is nothing more inspiring than a woman being unapologetically herself. The answers are all in your heart. She's waiting, she's waiting, she's waiting for you to set her free. Welcome to BU Podcast. I'm Jill Herman and I am so glad you're here. I was broke, insecure, and craved approval. But with grit, hustle, and sacrifice, I still built a successful multi-million dollar business. 10 years in, burnout, I slowed down and looked inward. In that silence, I discovered that the same level of success could have come to me with much less effort and so much more joy. That's when I threw out the expectations of the world and chose to unbecome every single thing I thought I was supposed to be. And the real me was uncaged. It was far from easy. And in this podcast, I'll offer my entire journey as a roadmap so that if you're ready, you can finally be you. So let's chat today about the difference between identity and role. And then the different identities and roles that we take on, that we choose, and that we many times don't give ourselves permission to grow through or grow beyond or discard. So many years ago, my husband's sales team was taking a course, and I sat in on a few of the classes. And one of the classes was really interesting to me because they were talking about IR, which is identity versus role. And I thought it was really interesting because many of us, when we hear what we think is criticism or we hear feedback that's hard for us to take on or take in as children for sure and as adults, many times we hear it as speaking to our identity. When truly the feedback, the criticism, the constructive feedback, whatever you want to call it, the information coming in that we process as negative (laughs) is addressing our role but we believe it's addressing our identity. So what's the difference? Our identity is who we are at our core, at the soul level. That's your identity, who God sees you as, the real you, your role. I did a talk in Canada years ago, and I had a t-shirt on, and on the t-shirt I had masking tape or duct tape in the shape of an eye for identity, And then I put a hooded sweatshirt, zip-up hoodie over that, and I taped a big R on that. And I actually, I saw that at a conference somewhere, I think. But in that talk, as I talked about the role, right? So that's on the outside. Picture me right now with a hoodie on, a zip-up hoodie. There's a big R on it. The roles we take on, wife, mother, attorney, teacher, hairstylist, volunteer, coach, speaker, friend, companion, lover. These are different roles we take on. So if someone is giving me feedback or having a conversation with me about my role, they're giving me feedback at work. I think that what they're doing is speaking to my identity, which is my core. So it hurts. You'd have to unzip that hoodie and take it off to actually see the identity. They're not talking to that person. They're talking to the role on the outside. They're addressing the role, but we believe they're talking to our identity. So it hurts. It doesn't feel good. So as women, I know one thing that I have experienced myself and I know my friends have, and many of you in this community have told me over the years, I've spoken to so many groups of women, large groups, small groups, sales teams, 
entire businesses, et cetera. And women struggle with comparison, which is also jealousy, right? Comparison and jealousy, fear of not being enough, fear of being too much, and also the struggle of, and this is so common, I don't even know who I am anymore. I've lost myself. In serving everyone else and being there for everyone else, home, career, relationship, friend, servant, I've lost who I am. And the older I've gotten, the worse it's gotten. You know, I'm a young mom and I'm so caught up in the daily, you know, I call it being in the trenches when your kids are little, you know, the diaper changing and the monotonous Groundhog Day experience, (laughs) as beautiful as it also is, of raising small children. I lose myself to the point where I'm like wearing the same clothes three days in a row. I find that my lunch is like the crust off of the kid's sandwich. I don't even know who I am. And I go to bed and I do it all over again. But it's for this noble cause of the role of mother. So many women say that, but then they also lose themselves even further as their kids get older and the kids don't need them as much. Then they feel that they've lost themselves in a different way. I don't even know who I am if my children don't need me. They forget what it's like to feel desired, to feel sexy, powerful, to be excited about their day. You know, they get to the point, we get to the point where we feel that our voice doesn't even matter. Our entire identity is wrapped up in the role of wife and mother. I know some of you do not have, many of you do not have children, but I I, I think you get what I mean here. It, It could apply to you as well. But especially women who have children, the role of wife and mother becomes our identity. So then if we lose that, as in we lose a child or the kids grow up or we lose the marriage, we don't know who we are anymore. Or those children just don't need us as much. That role is gone, so we are gone. The kids go to college, or they just graduate from high school, and they move on, and we don't know who we are anymore. Our spouse has a role outside of being a parent. They know exactly who they are. They also didn't wrap up their identity with their role, so they don't have that issue. But as women, we really mix this up, don't we? And so many of you, I know as you're listening, you don't know who you are anymore. You know you're valued and you know people need you, but that's your only identification. I'm needed. I'm wanted. I keep things going. I know what I do, but I don't know what I want. I don't know who I really am anymore. I mean, I forgot that right around the time I got married. Many women, even in this modern age, So many women are living for the goals and the life of their spouse. They're the loyal wife standing by his side, right? I'm going to stand by my man. Now, that's a beautiful thing, as long as it doesn't mean sacrificing yourself for that. We take on the role of what society says that we are, what our family and generations before us in this family say we are and we should be, what our spouse wants us to be what we think our spouse wants us to be, what we've made up about what our spouse wants us to be, the role of good girl, good wife, good daughter, good mom. We take this on and we're like the best method actors out there. 
I mean, we don't just play the role, we live that role. We confuse being good, the good girl, the good wife, the good daughter, the good mom, the good friend, with completely abandoning everything about us, losing our identity, abandoning what we desire, what feels good to us, what feels right to us, what we dream about. And we call that good. We call that noble. We wear it as a badge of honor. And then we shame other women for not doing that. You know, we're shaming other moms for choosing to work outside of the home. And then those moms are shaming the moms who are choosing to be home with their children. We're shaming the women who choose not to have children. And we're shaming the women who have too many children. (laughs) We're shaming the women who choose to leave a marriage. We treat women as a victim temporarily, but secretly shame them for being left by a spouse. We shame the women who don't want to get married. We shame the women who are the helicopter moms, but we also shame and judge the women who aren't attached enough to their children. They're too detached. I can't believe they're out having martinis with their friends instead of being home with their children. It's not easy being a female, is it? And then we layer codependency on top of that. So where codependency really comes from, all of us have a level of codependency. Everyone does. But... And this is interesting, by the way, I'm going to share something with you I learned. I learned, and try this on and see what, you know, if you believe this is true. I, I, I found this to be true. I learned from someone that codependency that everyone carries, by the way, is our separation from God. Because we have separated from source, we have now become codependent, dependent upon humans for our happiness and our fulfillment, which is interesting. But when we took look at like what most people think of as codependency, just so you know, it comes from a place in childhood when we get our worth from pleasing others. There are a million scenarios that create this, but I'm, I am worthy because I've made them happy, because I've saved them. The way I behave and the way I show up affects how they are and how much they love me. So I'm going to make sure in my adult life that I perform and that I take care of people And I love them because what they need is more important than what I need. And that's the only way I can truly feel loved is if I'm wanted and needed and they are dependent upon me. So when you layer codependency on top of just this, all this identity role stuff, it can get pretty thick. And what do we need as women? What is the medicine for this? You know, when you are laying in bed at night and you're just exhausted, you know, you've done the laundry, you've cleaned up the kitchen. And if you have a career in addition to all of that, you're, you're doing all of that. And let's just talk about that for a minute. As women, right, we're expected to raise our children as if we don't have a career, and we're expected to work as if we don't have kids. We're expected to not look too pregnant. I mean, it's just crazy. But, you know, even if we have a career, it just kind of does fall on us. It's just kind of expected in most homes, at least in the United States, whether we say it's true or not, that we'll just sort of handle you know, like the meals and the laundry, et cetera. And so if you're laying in bed at night and you're thinking to yourself, where did I go? Where did I go? Who am I? I don't even know what makes me happy anymore. I don't remember the last time I really thought about my own desires. I'm so clouded up. And so overwhelmed by the needs of everyone else and by the roles 
that I've chosen, I've put on myself or I've, or I have allowed others to put on me that I'm just floating through space now. I mean, is this going to be how it is for the rest of my life? You know, many of us take on a role and we're okay with it. But then what happens when we don't want that role anymore? Our old self wanted that role and was okay with it, but our new self isn't. We do personal growth. We start loving ourselves, and we're like, I don't think these shoes fit anymore. But we are bad and wrong if we decide to take them off and get a new pair. We talk about men having a midlife crisis. Isn't it interesting that we don't talk about that when it comes to women? What do, what do we get? <laughs> they go get a girlfriend in a new car and we cry about it, but we also totally allow it and laugh about it. But what about us? No, we don't get that. Are you kidding me? Mm-mm, we got it out. The way around this, well, there's really no way around it, but if we already find ourselves here, the first step is for us to do what we talk about week after week after week on this podcast, excavating her, finding who she is, loving her as is, giving her so much grace for the decisions that she made when she didn't know better, for the codependency she may have or may still exhibit, for the way she did or didn't parent, giving her, that you, that me, so much grace, understanding that everything that we've done, every decision that we have made is okay. But then starting to ask questions. Do I love myself? Do I even know myself? Do I like myself? And then doing it, truly choosing to love ourselves as we are, not as we should be, or as we used to be, or we want to be, but as we are right now in this moment, loving our body the way it is, loving our wrinkles and our gray coming in, loving our choices, loving our failures, loving ourselves as is, making that more important than anything, being willing to have healthy and strong boundaries with our children and with our partner or our spouse. I will love you, but not at the expense of me. Putting the oxygen mask on us first, which feels so counterintuitive for most women. Not men. Mm -mm. They've got the oxygen mask on and they don't realize that everyone else is passing out around them. (laughs) Part of loving that person, that you deep down in there who you've lost, is forgiving her. Not just giving grace, but truly forgiving apologizing to her. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. Getting to know her again. What is she like? What music does she want to listen to? The kids can listen to your music. What kind of exercise does she enjoy? What kind of food does she enjoy? Did she forget that she loves Indian food? Did she stop eating spicy food because she didn't think her kids would like it? Does she love a big hot fudge sundae, but she doesn't allow herself to have it? Is she more worried about the meal train and all the needs of everybody in her community than she is about saving herself? She needs all of that, and she also deserves a community of women who are living that way. One, it will become her new normal. Remember, a fish doesn't know that it's a fish in water while it's in water, but then you take it out of water and it's, uh, 
if you're in a community of women who sacrifice themselves at all costs, and they say being a good girl, a good wife, a good mom, a good daughter is putting everybody before you, you will drown. If you find a community of women who say, no, that is not love. That's not a good example. That doesn't speak to your identity. These roles that you've taken on are not who you are. That's a community of women you deserve to be a part of. And if you don't have one, create one. Because remember, like attracts like. And if you truly live this way, you will attract other women who also think this way and live this way. This lane isn't going to be very crowded until it is. You won't find very many women who are willing to courageously live like this at first but then you'll keep attracting more and more and more. And then all of a sudden you'll look over and go, oh my gosh, there's been an entire highway of women living like this. And I didn't even notice them because I had my blinders on. I was only looking at what everyone else needed. So I couldn't even see that these women existed. These are women who are willing to say, this is who gets my time. This is who doesn't get my time. These are things that deserve me. These are things that don't. I'm okay with putting myself first. I don't have to say yes when I want to say no. And I don't have to say no when I want to say yes. It's not only okay for me to discover what I desire, but it's the best gift I can give myself, my children, my grandchildren, and this world to follow my desire, to smell it, touch it, taste it, take a big bite out of it. I know so many of you listening to this know exactly what I'm talking about. I know some of you quietly cry in the closet. You lock yourself in the bathroom and you're asking God or you're just stunned and confused. Like, how did I get here? How did my life turn into this? Like, it's not bad. I'm grateful, but what the hell? It's like Groundhog Day. I don't even know who I am anymore. I know this is happening. I have absolutely been there. And I want you to know there's nothing wrong with you. This is more common than you realize. And it's going to be very uncomfortable and probably very scary to get out of that role. But girl, you have one life. You get one shot. And we don't even know how long it'll be. It could be over tonight or tomorrow. Live your life. Love yourself. Take care of yourself. Look in the mirror and say, I like you. Look at your cellulite and your stretch marks and your love handles or your small boobs or your no boobs or your huge boobs. Look at your features that you've always been ashamed of and start embracing them and loving them, thanking them. Know that you are not on this earth simply to serve every other human. I know that so many of us, especially as moms, believe that our entire purpose for being here is being a mother. Well, that can be true if you want it to be true. But then let's talk about what does it mean to be a mother? I know for myself, I've gone through this phase in the last five years, especially the last couple of years, of becoming obsessed with my role as a mom, wanting to do it over, wanting to do it better, wishing I hadn't done this or I hadn't done that, constantly worrying about my children, wanting to control the outcomes. And in doing that, I started to lose myself. I know that when I first got married, 
to the amazing husband I have almost seven years ago. I was so in love with him that I said yes to everything. And I got on a plane when I didn't want to. I traveled out of town when I really didn't want to. I said yes to this table instead of that table at a restaurant because I wanted to please. I completely discarded who I was and what I truly wanted and allowed his identity to become mine. Like if I didn't have him, I didn't know who I was. And by the way, he didn't want that from me. Absolutely not. That was my own insecurity. And now I realize that the absolute best thing I can do for my marriage and the best thing he can do for the marriage is for us to be independently strong and healthy and love ourselves and take care of ourselves and to choose each other rather than needing each other. So remember that these roles that you and I are playing are not bad, but they are not who we are. They are not our identity. And the roles that we are playing do not have to be ours forever. We absolutely can move beyond them. We absolutely can say, no longer signed up for this. Moved on. New pair of shoes. We absolutely can say, hey, spouse, um, that's actually not the role I'm choosing. I know that's the role you want me to play, but it's not mine. You can say to your in-laws or to your own family, that doesn't fit. Thanks for trying to put that on me, but it's itchy. Nope. I know, I know, I wore it for 20 years, but I am not wearing it anymore. And if you don't like it, that's on you. It's okay to look at society and say, screw this. I don't have to live like this. I don't have to have this career. I don't have to dress this way. I don't have to be this way. I can switch religions. I can change my mind. I can just be me. And for those of you listening to this who are in that space of, I don't even know who I am anymore. I'm lost. Please hear me say that there are millions of other women feeling the exact same way. Your creator sees those tears and hears those cries. But your God, the universe, whatever it is that you believe that is beyond and bigger than you, can't save you. Prince Charming isn't coming. God cannot change that for you. You have to choose that. And then once you do, and you decide to step up, then you will start feeling divine intervention. Because you've made that choice and you've attracted a new way of being. You've attracted attracted new energy to you. We talk about vibration a lot on here, right? You're shifting your vortex in a different direction. You can't just lay flat and say, help me. It doesn't work like that. You have to get up and choose to go that direction. And then just like magnets to Iron Man, you'll start attracting more and more. And when I say attracting, you'll be feeling that confidence. You'll feel shaky, perhaps but you'll realize that you're going in the right direction and you'll get little God winks here and there that it's okay. Maybe this is one of them. Maybe listening to this episode is one of the signs that you needed that it's okay to start choosing yourself. And I'll tell you, if you do have children, they are watching you and they don't want you to sacrifice yourself for them. You think they do, but they don't. That's not what they want and that is not what they need. And if it's what they say they want, that's not their highest self saying that. That's their neediness. That's their ego. That's not what they need from their mother. 
And that's not what they deserve. They deserve to have a healed, whole, healthy woman who likes and loves and forgives and celebrates herself. It doesn't matter how much money you make. It doesn't matter what you achieve. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter if you only have a certain amount of time that you can really spend with them because you're obligated to work and provide. What matters as they're looking at you is remember they are looking to you to see how to love themselves and love others. You're setting the example. So while you feel you're being selfless, it actually may be detrimental. Perhaps the biggest gift is to put the oxygen mask on yourself, take a few deep breaths, and look over and see them witnessing that, then handing the mask to them. All of the roles that you and I have taken on and we do take on can feel empowering or they can feel heavy. If they start to feel heavy, that's time to give them a check. If it feels like too much, it is. If it feels like you're in a wool suit, three sizes too small, take the damn thing off. It doesn't matter if you don't have anything else to wear. It'd be better to stand there naked than to have that on. Free yourself. You don't have to have a plan. You don't have to know how you're going to do it. Just take a step forward. Have a brave conversation first with yourself. And you don't need to announce this, by the way, to anyone. This inner work needs to be very private. And then your spouse, if you have one, your partner, if you have one, your children, others around you, they will start to see the change in you. They will feel it vibrationally. They'll feel that energy. They'll see and notice the shift in you. It will shift your whole existence, as you know. And they will start showing up differently in response to you. And the people who don't or who don't like it or who reject you because of it, What is your answer going to be? Remember, the role that they have put you in is not your identity. So you can just simply say, show's over. I want you to hear me say, with no doubt in my voice whatsoever, that you are so much better than you think you are. You are so much more worthy than you believe you are. You are so much more loved You're so much more adored and appreciated and spectacular and amazing than you realize you are. And it has nothing to do with the roles you are playing in this life. Nothing. It is there simply because you are. Because it is. It's not up for debate. It doesn't matter how many times you have screwed up. It doesn't matter how many mistakes you have made. It doesn't matter how many do-overs you wish you had. None of that matters. Your worthiness is there just because it is. And when you realize that, and then you add some whipped cream sprinkles and a cherry on top and say, I'm not just worthy. I love myself. I forgive myself. I appreciate myself. I like myself. When you add that, I mean, right there is life. No, life's about serving. Life's about giving. Yeah, it is. But you can't serve and give properly if you have not fed yourself. You know that. You've heard all the sayings. You've seen the memes, right? You can't pour from an empty cup. You know this is true. 
So when are you going to start living it? Being yourself isn't just saying, this is who I am, take it or leave it. Being yourself is embracing, forgiving, and loving and celebrating yourself. And looking at every role you've agreed to or not agreed to and deciding whether or not you'll continue with those. And realizing there's a clear division between those roles and who you truly are in this world. So if this spoke to you, send me a text. Put this episode on your stories on social media. Yes, I want the podcast to grow, but that is not why I'm saying this right now. I'm saying it because women need to hear this message. What we're hearing nonstop is that we are not enough or we are too much and we need to be different. What we're doing is not right and it's certainly not enough. We need to do more and we need to be more and we need to serve more and we need to more and more and more. And the truth is the opposite. So please share this with your girlfriends, with your sisters, every female in your life. And if you don't share the actual episode, fine. Just tell them what you got from this. I don't need any credit. Just share the message. Know that you are absolutely loved. You are adored and appreciated. Even by me, who doesn't even know you. Thank you so much for joining me on BU. I know there was something in this episode you were meant to hear, so let me know in a DM on Instagram at jillhermanbu. Be sure to subscribe to the BU Podcast. And if you have iTunes, I would so appreciate you rating the podcast and leaving a comment with your biggest aha or takeaway. Sharing a screenshot of this episode on your story is the best way for us to reach women just like you. And if you send a link to a friend, let her know what unique quality she has that the world needs more of. If this is your first visit, welcome to our BU Collective, where we get honest about what it takes to find our true self so we can set her free and start living.